Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. This is our final episode of season three, so we wanted to say thank you to all of our amazing guests this season. And as always, we wanted to say thank you to our listeners and sponsors for their incredible support. As always, remember to send any questions or comments you have, send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Remember to check out our other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors, with Dr. G and Dr. C. You can follow us on social media under The Abstract Doctors or check us out at theabstractdoctors.com. Also, One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge podcast. Follow us at onemansethos.com or on social media at One Man's Ethos. You can also follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandridge and on Twitter at Tony underscore Mandridge. And you can also check out his incredible photographs at TonyMandridge.com. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, for information on subscription boxes and on upcoming events and workshops. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Excited to welcome former University of Southern Cal diver and current award-winning sports anchor, Natalie Calabat. Going to chat about her incredible athletic history and her drive. Also going to talk about her amazing work as a sports anchor and her goals. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at at, at 8 News and Natalie Calabat underscore TV. That's Natalie K-A-L-I-B-A-T underscore TV. Let's welcome Natalie Calabat. There we go. Hey, how are you? I am good. Good to see you from a distance, right? I I know. I it's this is the first time we've seen each other probably since we ran into each other at a baseball game, right? Oh my god, it's been too long. It's been too I, long. How, how have you been? I you know it's weird to say, but I've been awesome. Like we're we're really busy as can be with the business. Um, we actually just bought. I'm recording, by the way just so you know, um, we just bought 20 acres of land in Montana. Um, right. So we're, I mean, the, the big goal is to do like an artist athlete residency out there, um, do some workshops, different events and different stuff like that. So we're, we're excited. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I mean, we, we really truly are busy. Um, I mean, I've been teaching, um, virtually obviously, um, and, you know, like I'm, I think you know me well enough to know that I'm an optimist. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're always super positive. I, so yeah. I, um, I love your attitude and I think you have a great outlook. So that's definitely one thing I really appreciate about you. Yeah. I, well, I try, I try. It gets a little rough sometimes I have to be honest with you, but it's, um, I don't know. We're excited. Like we, we just, we keep adding people to the, to the to the group and, um, things seem to be moving forward and the pot, I mean, we're, 
you're I think that you're the last I think you're the last person on this season's um, podcast. So with the podcast is going great. We actually have two other podcasts under our umbrella. Um, one with you remember Tony Mandrich he used to play football. Um, he's we're working with him on a podcast and we have a podcast. Um, called the Abstract Doctors. If you might, you might remember David Sifu from the. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's one of the doctors on that podcast. So we're just busy. So that's huge. That's yeah. awesome. I'm so happy things are going well and yep. just got to stay busy, right? Absolutely. Find something. Yep. So. But how about you? Like, you know, like this. I thought having you on would be like really interesting because a, you're obviously a former athlete um and a high level former athlete and you know reading up and and finding out like you have like a really big athletic family in regards predominantly to swimming slash diving correct like there's a lot of aquatic people in your family (laughs) to put it lack of a better way to say but you also studied journalism in college so there's you like truly are an abstract athlete like you you define you know what we talk about like the athleticism and the creativity of the writing but now you've been working at um what's the whatever the station i can totally forget in your station the wr WRIC, oh, right. yep. um, and you've been working there for three, almost three years, right? Three years, and, yeah. And, you know, so like, I, I definitely want to know, you know, this, I, I always like to say this is like your platform, but, you know, obviously we like to steer things to creativity and you, you would probably be more in the writing sense, but like, there's a creativity to being a, a, a an anchor, you know, I mean, there's, and when did you know you wanted to do that? Like, there's just like, there's so many components that I find really interesting about you and, and what you've done in like the kind of overlap of what we're doing. So this is your platform, Natalie. <laughs> oh no, I've lost you. That was perfect timing. I got you. There oh, you there go. we go. Ta-da. There we go. You were frozen for a hot minute. <laughs> did you but get yeah, everything you know, I said? Okay, good. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did. you're like, don't make me repeat that novel, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I, I grew up with a family of swimmers. So my mom kind of chucked me in the pool and was like, you're going to learn how to swim before you can walk. And um, good luck with that. So uh, I started as a swimmer and then I transitioned to diving at 11 years old. And I just, I wanted to be different. You know, I looked at diving as something different and individual. And I felt like I could express myself on the diving board. And um, I loved it. I tried out, my mom let me uh, switch to diving, which no one else in the family had done. My dad raced motocross. My mom was a swimmer and my siblings were swimmers. So I was the only diver. And uh, yeah, I, I grew up diving in uh, Princeton, New Jersey, and then went all the way to school <laughs> in Los Angeles, California. California. I promise you, I didn't want to leave my family, but I was recruited across the country and USC was just the the most, it was my dream school. Honestly, when I stepped foot on campus, I was like, this is the place I need to go. 
And um, it was such an awesome school to be a student athlete, to get internships in broadcasting. And then I dove right into my career in um, Clarksburg, uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. So I moved all by myself to West Virginia. Uh, had never been to the state before. It's absolutely stunning. There's gorgeous mountains and the people were so kind. Um, some of my friends I'm, I'm still, I still speak to today. You know, I just met so many amazing people and got the call up to Richmond. And I tell a lot of uh, young men and women about getting into the industry. It actually reminds me a lot of being a student athlete in college because you have so many jobs and you have to balance everything. So what people see on TV is me, you know, talking and they don't realize that all those little graphics I do, all the writing I do, the shooting, the editing, that's all me. So it's exciting to have a hand in that. So every day, every sports cast is different. So it's exciting to have a hand in that and just be able to express myself on air, kind of like I did on the diving board. Right, no, and I, there, you you actually posted something, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, that I actually found really interesting. It, it was, I'm going to get this all wrong, but it was something to the fact if you don't have fear of what you love, you're not doing it right or something. I can't remember how you said it. But I actually, it made me really truly think about vulnerability, which I talk a lot about on the podcast. And... And it made me think about, because it was a photo of, I don't know if it was of you diving. Uh, I'm assu- I'm, I was assuming it was you, but, but, yeah. I, but I think about, you know, athletes, we don't talk about athletes really being vulnerable, but particularly like diving, which is really, like you said, it's, there's a lot of individual team sports, like you know, I mean, because obviously, like USC, the 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 diving team, like you're still diving for the team competition, but you're also diving for yourself, and you're you know, in, in in the individual thing, and there is a vulnerability in that, and there's a lot, there's a lot of vulnerability in athletics, but we don't really usually talk about that. Um, I don't, I'm not really sure why, because I, I think as athletes, we're supposed to be immune to that kind of stuff, I guess. But then there's like the vulnerability that you deal with as, as a journalist. And there's a vulnerability of dealing with things being on air. And, and I'm sure that those vulnerabilities as an athlete really prepared you for this career in some ways. And, you know, and, and, you know, like I, I always use the, the, and I use this term in a, in a way that I don't think it's not a bad thing, but failure um, in athletics, failure, particularly me as a baseball player, we fail 70% of the time, 30% of the time we, we succeed and that's supposed to be good. And I, and it is good. And, and I'm sure that those kind of failures as an athlete, again, prepared you for real life. Like I, like that's the way that I always like to say it. For sure. And, and I think with, with diving in particular, there is a fear element. I mean, you are 32 feet above the water on a platform. It is scary. And I will tell you, I'm human. I'm afraid of hunts. I mean, I am. People think I'm some superhuman. I'm up there and I don't have a care in the world. Of course, I'm, I'm walking up the stairs and saying a Hail Mary. And hoping everything goes well. Right, Ron? So my, uh, my coaches throughout my diving career always told me, it's okay to be afraid. It's right. okay to have fear. 
Right. Embrace it. Embrace it. No, that's and funny. Honestly, to, that's is that normal for a diver to be scared of absolutely. of heights? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's something I would not have expected. That's crazy. For, for sure. And honestly, like people think I'm this crazy person loving roller coasters. I'm afraid of roller coasters. Like I love <laughs> like being in control of what I'm doing. So being a platform diver, yeah, there's an element of fear. And honestly, I. I took that fear and it almost made me better because it made me more alert and more aware and more living in the moment, right? When you're in the middle of the air and you're flipping, right. it's not going plan A. You got to have plan B, C, D, E, F, everything <laughs> in line. You got to be ready for whatever happens when you're flipping at 32 feet in the air and hopefully you, you nail it and, and get a perfect 10, right? Right, 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 right. Well, and I don't want to undervalue how incredible of a diver you were like you you were you how do i say you were asked to be at the at the olympic trials correct in your senior of high school or maybe it was in college as well or both but i don't even know how that process works how does that work like you go to like nationals and and then you're like, if you qualify that you qualified, that's the word I was looking for qualified, but you qualified for the Olympic trials. And that's, I, I mean, that's the upper edge, like that's the top of the, the food chain. Like, so that had to be like really incredible. And then, so like, I assume out of high school, you were, hence the reason why you went to USC is you were recruited heavily, I assume. For sure. And, and, you know, when I was getting recruited, it was an intense time, you know, you want to compete at your best. And my senior year, like after I signed early with USC, you know, you would think, oh, kick your feet up and coast, you're going to Southern Cal, life's good. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was training for the Olympic trials that entire year. My mom and I would drive to Maryland every Sunday morning at like three in the morning. I had my synchronized platform uh, practices. And I mean, I had no days off. Um, I literally did not have a life. I just dove, ate, and slept. And um, honestly, I, I used that experience and it prepared me for USC. USC was a challenge. It was a challenge academically, athletically. I had to be on my toes. So I almost used that experience of that pressure that I had at the trials as you know, a young senior in high school to get me ready for the next level because I wanted to hit the ground running when I went to USC. I wanted to be ready. Right. No, and that, I think you, I, I'm lucky enough that I, I went through, I was a student athlete for a little bit, and then I work with student athletes. And I think one of the things that they appreciate is that I understand that stress and that the intensity of what it means to be a student athlete. Like you just said, you basically have no life. I mean, it's, it's a rich, rewarding life because that's what you want to do. But it's like you wake up in the morning and your day is built. And that that's what a student athlete does. It's like they wake up, they go to practice or lift, they have lunch, they go to class, they go to study table, then you know, then they have an a team meeting or whatever, then they go to bed and then they start all over again. And it's like that's why we always think, you know, like as Chris and I always talk about is the creative element is that thing that brings everything back down into like that normal, I don't, well, that's a bad way to say it, but kind of that, that space where you can kind of breathe again. So did you, I mean, do you find that 
like what you were doing creatively, like the, you know, the, the journalism, the sports journalism, was that kind of your, I don't want to say it's your downtime because obviously like you take it seriously, but it's the different side of the brain in some ways. Oh, for sure. And like, honestly, Ron, when I graduated from USC and I, you know, jumped into sports broadcasting, it felt like home, you know, I'm on a football field. I'm, I'm with the team, you know, I can relate to coaches and players and I think they feel comfortable with me. So I think that element really enhances my job when people say, Oh, she did this. She knows what I'm going through. So that's what I love about it. I just feel like I'm at home on a, on a baseball field, on a football field, you know, covering a golf tournament or, or whatever sport it is, you know, people are like, you were a diver. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you do that? You yep. know? So it's, I love it. Honestly, it's just, I get to do what I love every day. And, um, you know, I hope everyone enjoys my sports cast as much as I love doing them. Oh yeah. No, I, I, it's, I, I think that you actually feel natural. And I think that again, that probably plays in to the fact that you were an athlete and it feels it doesn't feel forced. It just feels like you're having a conversation with whoever's standing there, which is the television audience. And that, that to me is always the, the best part of, I think of what a, you know, a sports broadcaster or a radio personality, whoever is you just feel like they're talking to you, not the, this kind of standoffishness and the way that you, you're, broadcasting your you know the way that you do it i i do feel like i'm just like hanging out with you and it's just a conversation which i i really appreciate and i mean i thinking back like you know again like your comfort and it feels like your your family had such an athletic background um that obviously plays a role in in your your comfort zone as well. But did you, did you do other, you probably didn't because you were such a high level in one sport, but were there other sports happening within the family, basketball, baseball, football, or anything? Yeah. My, my brother played baseball. So I would try, I always tried to hang with the guys, you know, my mom's like, Nope, you're a diver. Like (laughs) get back here. Um, My dad raced motocross growing up. So we always had all these bikes in our garage and, when I was a little peanut, like I'd be on the back of his motocross bike and my mom, I don't know how she doesn't have a single gray hair after like <laughs> my dad just like taking off with me on a dirt bike. But um, yeah, I definitely have like some tomboy elements in it, but I, I primarily swam and dove and um, danced a little bit. So another creative, um, you know, a creative art form to express yourself. And Ron, one thing I love about just growing up in a family with athletics and just athletics in general is, is always being coached. We can always get better. Right. And there's, there's no ceiling that, you know, can close you off. You can always continue to grow and learn. And that's one thing I love about this industry. It just allows you to always challenge yourself, always watch other people and, and learn, get better. No, I, you, you said something that we like to talk about a lot is that we, we kind of coined the term art coach. Cause that's in, in some ways, that's the way that I teach my students is, you know, coaches, coaches seem to really deal with individuals like you, while you might do the exact same dive as somebody else, it's still the way that you do it. And they have to figure out as a coach, how to get the best out of you. And that's how I try to do it with my students. But it's, in athletics, I think athletics is such a great teacher for life in general. And 
you said it right. Like we always try to get better through practice. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is say, well, the creativity is a practice as well. It doesn't mean this has to be your career goal, but if you do something creative every day, you're going to get better. Just like if you do something athletic every day, you're going to be better at it. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a professional basketball player or baseball, whatever. But if you do it every day, that practice, you get better and you really see it. And, and so, I, I mean, I, th I do, I truly think that athletics is such a great teacher for us as humans and in, in how we grow and how we listen and, you know, like take coaching, you know, it's like, I'm sure you go, like when you got into the, into the industry is like, you just, you craved knowledge, mm -hmm. much like an athlete. Like, I mean, like, who are some of, like, good little transition here. Who are some of the, like, besides your family, because I can tell, like, you're really close to your family, but, like, did, like, inspirations, like, and it could be divers, it could be writers, it could be journalists or, or um, on-air personalities. Like, who did you, or continue to look up to um, as you know, as you kind of move through stuff. Like, I mean, was it like a Greg Luganus? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, like the, there is obviously the Olympics, the Olympic sports, unfortunately, really only get their due every four years. But man, when they do, it's like we learn about different, different people. Like, you know, like Greg Luganus was like, oh my God, this, this guy is unbelievable. And, yeah. but you only hear about them like, you know, those every four years kind of a thing, but. So Ron, it's so hard. I have so many people that I look up to and that I, you know, I aspire to be like, it's so hard even to name a few. Um, but I, at USC, I really tried to, I was like a sponge. I tried to absorb everything. You know, I picked the brains of those that were in positions I wanted to be in, you know, or, um, you know, I would talk to my professors all the time. You know, Annenberg TV News was our TV news station. And all I wanted to do was to anchor while I was in college there. That way I, I right. built that foundation and was ready for actually being on TV somewhere, you know? <laughs> so I have so many wonderful people in my life that, you know, I look up to and that I talk to and it takes a village, right? It, it takes, um, you know, learning from others and having others, you know, tell you about their experiences and then you living your own, you know, no one has one, there's no one path. Everyone has their own. Um, but you can certainly learn from others and grow and, uh, you know, one student that I know, you know, Emily McNamara, I just, I loved mentoring her when she was here in Richmond. And now she's actually at the station I started at as a news reporter. So it feels so good to have a hand in helping young athletes and mentoring, you know, young men and women that want to become broadcasters. Yeah. Now I'm going to, Emily's going to get on here sometime because again, she's a perfect example like you are that she was, I believe the A-10 player field hockey player of the year and mm -hmm. i mean that's that's the high standard like you know and and now she's doing incredible things like you are and 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 i you know i like i i love the fact that i kind of put you two together because she you know i i had asked her one day if she 
or no, she'd ask me if how I knew you or something. And, you know, and then I was like, I can introduce you. And, you know, it's like, to me, like, you know, you said the mentor thing. And I, I love being able to put like minds together and, 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 you know, bridge gaps and knock down walls and, you know, it's just all that stuff to me is it's, it's rewarding. It, you know, it kind of goes back to the coach and or professor thing for me where it's like, you're, you're helping somebody move forward in life. And you know, like that's being too, you're giving them the vehicle to go move forward. <laughs> Maybe is a better way to say it. Yeah, paid, kind of paved the way, laid the foundation, yeah. and then allowed them to, you know, open up their wings and, and fly, you right. know, take flight. Yeah. What Where, you, like, you get to do a lot of cool things. I have to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's true. Like, being a, being a sportscaster is, like, pretty freaking awesome. But is there is there a certain... Because, I mean, you like you've worked in NASCAR, you've done Stanley Cup stuff, you've done baseball games. Like, you, didn't you do the All Star game last year? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the MLB All Star yeah. game, the uh, All Star game at the Diamond, yeah. and training camp when it was here in Richmond. So, yeah, just everything. <laughs> yeah. But is there, I mean, like this, I'm, this is probably the worst question ever. Is there, is there something that like stands out more to you? Like, you work with the Washington football team because they, well, are usually here for uh, spring or summer camp and stuff. But is there is there something that is in in the three years here in Richmond that is like wow, that was like absolutely amazing over another maybe like again. I, once it's so hard to answer this, but I will tell you, I love covering NASCAR and I love when the playoff races are here in Richmond. I love racing. I just. I wish I could do it more. You know, I wish it was every weekend uh, here in Richmond, but I love covering the NASCAR circuit. I think it's awesome. The drivers are so personable and um, they just, it, it's awesome. It's so fun to, to cover racing. Right. No, uh, that's, I, I would, I don't think I would have guessed that, but I mean, it is, no, it, 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 it uh, I think partially because we are lucky enough to have that here that that it is it becomes more of a relevant sport here because i mean that you know we're lucky we have incredible college sports here with vcu u of r is, is here we have an incredible uh minor league baseball team mm-hmm. that is run by who somebody that i just Parney, who i i just i can't imagine that there's a better ambassador for minor league baseball in the world I mean, he's just, he's incredible. And, and so we do like, we have some incredible sports things that happen in this town that probably don't get enough recognition outside of our area. Um, you know, like lucky, lucky, like the VCU thing happened a couple years ago. And I think they have an actually really interesting team this year. I think U of R has got a really good team. Um, so there's just some, and I'm hoping hoping, hoping, hoping minor league baseball comes back because, you know, speaking of creativity and athletics, I think that there's this really great kind of relationship between that and how minor league baseball is so good for a community in a different way than pro pro sports. And, and Parney has made it a way that if you're not a baseball fan, 
it's just an awesome place to be, right? I mean, I love baseball. I love going to games. It's one of my loves. But just in general, whether you're a baseball fan or not, he makes it fun and he involves everyone. I think he does an awesome job too. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Now, just uh, again, like I think it, we're really lucky to have people like you in this town. We're lucky to have, you know, a Parney. But Parney's Parney and and I think you as well like extend beyond Richmond. And like that's that's where, you know, I think it becomes really interesting in in a athletic world and how people kind of gravitate towards certain spaces. I think Richmond is is kind of a growing town um, in that regards. Quick break. Make sure to follow Natalie on Instagram at 8news and Natalie Calabat underscore TV. That's Natalie K-A-L-I-B-A-T underscore TV. Also remember to listen to our other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C. Follow us at theabstractdoctors.com or on social media under The Abstract Doctors. And One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast, which you can follow on Instagram at One Man's Ethos, or you can follow us at onemansethos.com. You can also follow Tony on Instagram at Tony Mandrich or on Twitter at Tony underscore Mandrich. And you can check out his incredible photographs at TonyMandrich.com. Now back to Natalie. Jersey girl, does this mean you're a Yankee fan or are you, please say you're a Met fan, like out of nowhere, just go, I'm a Met fan. You know, Ron, I'm a fan of the game. How about that? <laughs> That's a better way to say it. That's no, but like, do you have like your teams? Are you, do you follow still, um, you know, did you follow them as a, as that's a better way to ask it. Did you follow teams when you were a kid before you were a broadcaster that you don't want to have that? Yeah, I was, was going to say, I grew up going to ballparks and to, uh, you know, to all kinds of games. Um, I love hockey, grew up going to hockey games with my father and uh, I won't say the names, but I'm, I'm a fan of all games and all sports and right. honestly, just moving around a lot, you know, being from New Jersey, going to school in LA, living in West Virginia, now living in Richmond. It's kind of fun to, to just follow a lot of teams and just, yep. you know, watch and grow. And, you know, it's been, it's been an, a great experience just being able to, you know, move around and, I guess become a fan of, of the area teams and you know how did I mean I was, how did you know that you wanted to do what you wanted to do? Like I mean, you know, I I, I use myself as like an example and I've actually just talked on a podcast the other day and it's so stupid. When I went to school first, I was playing baseball and I quit school because I should not have been in school at the time. But I had no idea what I wanted to do. And like I actually didn't even know I could go to school for art. I mean, was it something that you like? You knew this is this was the career path at an early age. I think at an early age, um, you know, I had a passion and a love for certain elements of broadcast. And then when I went to USC, it was just like, okay, this is this is what I'm meant to do. Right. Let's hit the ground running. Right. Um, and and when I was, uh, I believe it was 
the first semester of my sophomore year, I took an upper division um, sports broadcasting class and just fell in love. I mean, you know, when you get to the class super early and you stay late and you want to talk, like, you know, that's what you want to do. Yep. So I like, I fully credit USC and Annenberg for, you know, developing my love and passion for sports broadcasting because that's where it started. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't something that was, you knew at an early age, like, it's like I want to be on television and talking about sports. I think at an early age, it was just, my life was just diving. It was right. just like, I just am going to dive and dive and dive. And <laughs> it just could totally consumed like every, every ounce of energy. I mean, on weekends, my mom and I would be, you know, flying everywhere for competition. So I almost didn't even get a minute to breathe, but you know, once I, I stepped foot at USC, I was like, this is what I want to do and right. let's rock and roll. And the right. rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, have you ever like considered, you know, just because of a, maybe a journalism sense, is there, is there ever a writing idea in your future? Like maybe a book or is that something like you've ever thought about? You know, I, I have, uh, I have thought about writing a book. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's all about the journey and I think, yeah. you know, talking about the journey and sharing the journey and, I love writing. I mean, I have to write for my job every day. Yep. So I think, you know, writing a book would, would absolutely be something that I could see myself doing in the future. And I, sure. th I mean, I think like why I think it would be interesting because again, you know, you, you use the word mentor earlier um, with Emily, but I also think that, you know, you're, you're a role model in, in many ways. I mean, I think you're a role model in the sense that you're, a, you know, a, a strong woman in, you know, a, a male dominated sports world. Um, mm -hmm. But you're inspiring, you know, like, again, like your role model, because you, you had, like, you were at the top of your particular, you know, sport, and, and you're doing such amazing things now like it, it's i just you know like i i had a um a woman on from the um u.s women's softball team and again mm -hmm. you know i think about the women's soccer team and and how inspiring they are not just to little girls but to little boys too because i think that that it teaches us all and so i mean I, not to like put pressure on you but like is that something you ever you, you obviously, I think, would consider that because, you know, you use the word mentor. Like, so I do think it's you're conscious of like how you are changing dynamics in some ways. Um, and, and, and I think like for me, it's just like really cool to know, know you because hey, you're an awesome person. But but I, I do think like it is inspiring and in how, you know, like I'm using Emily again, but how you changed her life with, with your mentoring, you know? And I, I mean, I think not, that's a, that's not a burden. I don't want to mean it like that, but it's like, there is, there is a certain amount of, I don't, I don't want to say pressure either, but it's like, there's a, there's a certain amount of weight that you hold in the position that you hold. And, and I think you do, I'm, I'm getting, this is a long way for me to say that I think you're doing an awesome job. <laughs> It was, it was and, and, a horrible, horrible, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to, you know, spit the words out, yeah. right? <laughs> um, 
I think there are so many, you know, women and, you know, men that have paved the way before me. So I just feel that it's, it's right to just to give back, you know, so many people did so much for me to be where I am. So I want to help others achieve their dream and anything's possible. You know, you can, you can set your mind to something and you can get it done. So I, uh, I love, you know, mentoring young women and men and, you know, having a, having a small part or a role in, in their career, you know, and I, uh, I get a lot of satisfaction and, and, um, you know, gratitude out of that. I'm very thankful. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. And again, like, I think we live in like, well, it's a tough world, no matter, you know, even without COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that give back component sometimes gets lost. I mean, I think sometimes, I can't remember, I was talking to somebody recently about that. You know, we, we, we unfortunately, as a society, I'm not saying you and I, but we, we always gravitate towards the negative stories when there's like, there's so many positives, particularly with athletes and, and veterans and, and creative people. There's so many positive things happening in the world that I, I wish that we would actually pay more attention to that. I mean, again, like, it's a small, it, it, it's a small thing maybe for you to say that, like how you mentored Emily, but I think, and, and other people, and then maybe people that did the same for you would say the same thing, but th- that's life changing stuff, you know? And it's like, they, they will be grateful and not just grateful, but your compassion and, and how you treated her and them and whoever, they take that and they do the same thing. So it's like, you know, it, like you said, it takes a village. Like we're, you're, we're creating the village by acts of kindness and how, how we move things forward. And so I think, you know, again, like not, but I think you're doing an awesome job and, and how you're like, I know that sounds corny as shit, but, but I mean, I do, I think like what you do like is, is, is moving the needle. And, and I think that that stuff is important because a lot of people get lost in it. So. Yeah, um, and one of my, one of my mentors in LA told me there's room for everyone and there is. Yep. So there's no need to shut people out. If anything, bring them in, embrace them and help them. And I think that's something I've uh, lived my life by as soon as I started. And, you know, I, I will continue to do that. Right. Do you, have you, and I know you're doing this now, but is it, have you ever, or would you ever consider coaching? Like, is that something that you've ever, no, I mean, you know, like you were a high yeah. level diver. I mean, or, or, or teaching, like, I mean, have you ever thought about teaching a class, like a journalism class or, I mean, I guess in, in some ways there's a very parallel, um, in, in how, you know, like we were talking earlier, but is that something you've ever thought about? If I develop more patience, no. <laughs> I am, uh, I am super impatient, but I think, um, that would definitely be something that I would love to dip into, um, an element of coaching. That's a way of giving back and, you know, helping others build the foundation that, that I had and that other people have. So I love that. I think that would be awesome. Um, my schedule is a little, a little bit crazy now, but at some point, yes, like coaching would be awesome and, uh, definitely, something I'd love to do. Nice. Nice. Well, uh, you know, I always like to get into these 
little goofy sort of more random questions at the end just because because you know you're so you've you've lived on both both coasts you've traveled around a lot obviously from diving is there like is there a certain place in the world that you love more than others and then we always we always need a food recommendation (laughs) because you lived in LA which I love like a lot of people don't love LA I love LA so much more than like a New York and not that I dislike New York, but LA to me is you can be in the mountains, the ocean or the desert all within, you know, an hour to two hours, depending on traffic. And I love that ability. Uh, and, but you, you know, you live new, near New York, you now live here, but you were like, again, like West Virginia is like stunningly beautiful area. Mm-hmm. Like, any place in the world. It can be anywhere. (laughs) Oh man. I love what you said about LA. Like literally has everything. Amazing food, amazing people, amazing weather. Like everything is just so perfect out there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I feel so lucky. I was able to, you know, live on the West coast and, you know, loved growing up on the East coast. I think, um, you know, New Jersey can get a bad rap sometimes, but I promise you I'm not a bad person. (laughs) Chris, my business um, partner's from Jersey, so we, you know. Yeah, everyone's there's like, what exit? And I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, I mean, that is so hard. I think I love just going to new places, you know, seeing new things and, um, you know, always being on my toes. And, uh, you know, I love about, what I love about this industry is you, you don't know what's next, right? You can prepare and you can plan, but... Uh, sometimes, you know, God's up there laughing at your plan. He has something different. So um, forever grateful for all the places that I've lived in. And yeah, kind of, you know, it, it's exciting to see, you know, where you can go. So right. I, it's hard. Again, I'm like one <laughs> particular place, Ron, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> I know I got all these damn good questions. This is amazing. No, I'm a very boring interviewer. I can talk forever. I can talk forever. I don't know what, what I'm saying exactly, but, but you know, like, and then we, I always like to know, and this is going to be another one of those questions. You're going to go, Ron, God, what, what is your music? I need to know music. Like I, I, as a musician, like we, and and it's a creative thing. Like what, like what kind of stuff do you listen to? And, and are you a concert goer? Because obviously if you are like this time is horrible because we're obviously not allowed to go see anything, but is like music, like what do you, like what's, what's your favorite new thing? What are you listening to? Like, (laughs) I have like, my music is like my, like my mood, depending on my mood. Like sometimes I'm cool with, with chill music. Some, you know, I I lift weights to, you know, Kygo and sometimes some hip hop and love listening to country, you know, when I'm, when I'm driving for a long distance right now, I've got the Christmas music playing. (laughs) Um, So I can't listen. I can't listen to Christmas, Christmas music because I used to work in a record store for a long time. And from the day after Thanksgiving through Christmas, we had to listen to Christmas music. So I cannot stand Christmas music. Totally understandable. Totally understandable. Can't do it. And as a matter of fact, that's where Chris and I met, my business partner, as we worked worked in the same record store together 20 years ago, whatever it was. So it's a small, small world how those things start. Um, So 
you know, like we're winding down. This is like the end. But what, like, I mean, you're, you're, you have like, I can, you know, like since I've known you, like have like a passion. Is there, I mean, I don't know a better way to ask, but like, do you, like, what are your goals? Like, like future goals. I mean, like, obviously like you strive for things, you get them. I think you're a hard worker, like just again, from knowing you and, and, and talking to you, like, you know, you, you have a real hunger for what you do. Um, I mean, is there, is there anything like, like in five years, like you want to be able to do that? Like, you know, or is it, is it just, you know, like you move with, with the flow? You know, like a little bit of both, you know, I think, um, you know, as an athlete and, and competing at the Olympic trial level, my dream was always to go to the Olympics. So I didn't quite get to the Olympics as an athlete, went to the Olympic trials. So I think being a broadcaster at the Olympics would be pretty amazing. And that's something that um, I, I would love to accomplish someday. So I, I think I have, um, you know, my eyes set on, on being at an Olympic Games. I think that's a, a lifelong goal that, you know, an athlete or a broadcaster, you know, can set out for themselves. Um, but I also, you know, just I trust and believe in God. And I know that, you know, I just try to work as hard as I can now and, and you know, be better, do better, you know, be a better person both on and off TV. So I know that if, if you just focus on those elements, you know, God will take care of the rest. So I'm, I'm pretty spiritual in that regards. But uh, yeah, definitely exciting being in this industry and, and you never know where it can take you. No, I, but I think that that's, that's a great answer because again, you were right there. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. were, you, and again, not many people get to that space. So, I mean, you have to be like extraordinarily proud of the fact that you got to the trials. I mean, so I, but not that that's a a runner up to get to do that as a broadcaster, but what a cool experience to be able to do that. If you can, like, I think that that's a great kind of goal to go after. And where is it? Is it in Japan? The next one? Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. So it got postponed. It was supposed to be this year, right? Yes, okay, which so. I can't imagine how those athletes are, you know, oh, yeah. just kidding, prepare yeah. your body for, I mean, it's, there's a science, every day matters, and yep. they train their bodies for an exact day, and then it's shifted, you know, yep. I just can't imagine the preparation for that. No, it's, I, I, working with some of the student athletes at, you know, at VCU even, and I mean, in talking to athletes in other parts of the country, college athletes that is and just having their seasons ripped away is I can't I mean I can imagine because I got redshirted so I understand not playing and just practicing but they're not even able to practice so like that no I just can't even imagine that and and how hard and difficult and it's it's just it's bonkers but again I think like we'll end this podcast in the same way that I started is the optimism that we both have that 2020 is almost over (laughs) and 2021 is going to be so much better and, and all that stuff. So, but is there anything like you want, you know, like I always just ask if there's anything that we miss that we need to know about Natalie that. (laughs) I'm not that exciting. (laughs) 
Uh, no, I just, Ron, I want to thank you so much. You're definitely someone that I met right when I got here and you made an everlasting impact on me. And just, you know, you, you're someone who, when you're in a room, you light it up, you know, and you're someone that I did a beeline towards and, you yeah. know, forever grateful for you and your energy. And, um, I think you do amazing things and, uh, you know, forever grateful and yep. keep doing those awesome things. No, no, no. Well, I, 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 I return that because I, again, like I think, that this is cool because I think more people then understand who you are and your backstory. Cause they, you know, like with anybody that we see on television, they don't really know the real person. Not that we gave everything here, but I think it gives a little bit of a backstory of who you are and, and how you got to this space and, and really like the drive that you have, because again, I think athletics is such an important element in growing up in terms of drive, in terms of focus, in terms of that ritual, like which I think that ritual that we create as athletes, for me, and I'm and I'm assuming for you, like I'm in my studio studio every day as an artist because I was practicing every day as an athlete, and that mm -hmm. discipline that it takes, and like you said, you write every day, and that there's a discipline to that, and and I think that that's. I think it'll be cool for, for your, for viewers to like hear this because then they get like a little bit of the backstory of Natalie, you know? And, and I think that that's important because that's, that's who you are. Like you, you worked hard to get where you are. And, and some of that is through like your athletic background, I believe. So. Absolutely. And, and, uh, haven't even scratched the surface, right? A lot right. more hard work and a lot more to, to get done, yep. but uh, absolutely always striving for, you know, for perfection and doing the best I can. Yep. So forever grateful for athletics. Y yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was actually really cool. And it was actually really awesome to see you because it's been yeah. a while and hopefully we'll be able to see each other here in the next four months or something. Yes, and, and, I like, hope so. and like I said, um, and, if you have anybody else, I actually just sent a um, message to Michael Robinson to try to get him on the podcast to put a little um, stuff out there. But not that I'm doing, you know, this is not for just local people, but since I have access to people, like I actually just did one with Bill the Spaceman Lee, the baseball pitcher from, you know, which is like really cool. So we're, I actually had Stanford University reach out to me with one of their baseball players um, is an incredible draftsman. Um, but if, if you know anybody, like, um, feel free to like connect us and any, particularly any, you know, professional athletes that you know, or that are, um, creative or even like an, a NASCAR driver that draws or something, whatever. I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. like, um, like, cause I think again, like what we're trying to do, like why I think it's important that we had you on is like, I do think that you do inspire people. Um, and we're trying to have these people on that can, you know, like, I need to get Vernon on Vernon Davis, which is, he's way harder. Well, he's yeah. so hard to get now cause he's done playing. And, yeah. um, but it's just like those people that do the, you know, the professional athletic stuff, but are also creative that I think will inspire the people that don't think creativity is important and, mm -hmm. or don't think it matters. And like, well, here's Vernon Davis. Like he's probably a hall of fame tight end that he's an incredible artist. Oh, for sure. You know, so, but 
Well, thank you. This will be out, I believe, on the 21st of December. And I'll send you. And I'm just, I usually like snip out like a picture from here. Um, just sure. like a, screen, a screenshot. And I'll just Make use sure it. I'm smiling and have my eyes open. <laughs> of course, duh. I might look like an idiot because I'm sitting here. I moved my, where I usually do the podcast because I usually do it on my, in my sunroom, but it's like starting to get cold and that room's not super heated. I yeah. shouldn't be saying as an Ohio and I shouldn't really care, but, um, but now I'm like sitting here and the sun's like right in my face. I'm like, okay, great. Um, but yeah, and I'll send it to you beforehand. Make sure you're cool with it. And you know, like, as I said, feel free to share it with whoever. And, but this is, I like it was just, again, I just think you're somebody that it, it's important to get out there, like your, your story, um, and what you did and what you do. And, and I just, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, you're very welcome. And I appreciate you, Ron. Thank you so much. Cool. Okay. Well, have an awesome day. If I don't talk to you before, have a Merry Christmas. I'll probably send you a text message, but but have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all that stuff. So, Thank you, Ron. Merry okay. Christmas. I look forward to seeing this. This yeah. is cool. Yep. Fun. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Ron. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Big, big thank you to Natalie for coming on the podcast today. Really so cool to hear about her past and hear about her drive as an athlete and as a sports anchor. Again, make sure to follow her on Instagram at 8news and Natalie Calabat underscore TV. That's Natalie K-A-L-I-B-A-T underscore TV. Don't forget to listen to our other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network. The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C. Follow us at theabstractdoctors.com and on social media under The Abstract Doctors. And One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge podcast, which you can follow us on social media at One Man's Ethos or at onemansethos.com. You can also follow Tony at Tony Mandridge on Instagram or on Twitter at Tony underscore Mandridge. And you can also check out his amazing photographs at TonyMandridge.com. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and follow us on social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information, including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes. As I said, this is the last episode of Season 3, so we will see you next time when we kick off Season 4 with actor, voice actor, and former voice of The Cleveland Show, comedian, director, writer, producer, and sports aficionado, Mike Henry. Thank you as always, and do not forget to exercise the body, and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Thank you.